When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, I'm Steph and this is the Don't Buy Her Flowers podcast and I'm recording this in our warehouse in Nailsworth in Gloucestershire. Um, so you may hear random background noise of forklifts and um, roller doors, but we're all good here. Um, well, we've a week to go before the summer holidays start in our house and the amount of school admin at the moment is off the chart. Uh, rush hour mode has been fully activated. One child has gone off on a residential with a backpack bigger than him, Ob's. Uh, we've got a music concert tomorrow, double sports day coming up, early finish with ice cream on one day. They're all lovely things for the kids, but they also leave um, parents and carers, and I imagine teachers, a bit frazzled. So best of British to anyone listening who is wondering how they're going to manage family and work commitments and feel sane over the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm in Stroud with my team, and I'm actually missing a reading thing they're doing for Frank's class where parents can go and listen to the kids read today. Um, Again, a lovely thing, but neither of us could go because we're both working and I've had a pang of guilt imagining his little face seeing other parents go in and us not turning up. But there'll be other kids without parents there and is what it is. He may not even notice. I will probably find out when I get home. Um, Also, a small reminder that if you need end of term gifts for teachers or nursery key workers, maybe you bravely took on class rep this year and you're in charge of the class collection, please have a look at don'tbuyherflowers.com as you can create something bespoke and it's all gift wrap with your message handwritten. Um, We've got upgraded to next day delivery at the moment for the cost of standard delivery so you can take advantage of that and also congratulations if you are class rep because you've nearly survived a year um today i am talking to joe touching a sharp the founder and ceo of the excellent clothing brand scamp and dude joe is bucking lots of trends her business is growing at an incredible rate she's not taking investment and she's about to open two more high street shops after the success of her first in marlowe We talk about Jo's previous PR business, which I think is really helpful to her success now. All the things she learned um, from doing PR, but also as owning a business. And also her brilliant PR skills for communicating and connecting, which obviously comes really naturally to her, but she also works incredibly hard. Um, Probably also a reminder that successful people have usually got a load of work and experience behind them that contributes to that success. They're not just fluky doing it on the first time. So... Jo is a real grafter. It sounds like she always has been. I met her about seven or eight years ago, just before Scamp and Dude, and when she was about to have brain surgery, which had a massive impact on her starting the business. 
Um, we talk about that and the story behind her brand, how she manages the business alongside family and working with her husband, Rob, who is now in the business fully. Uh, this episode is sponsored by HR Star, who can help small businesses with HR needs. We've used them at Don't Buy Her Flowers. And I'll talk about them later in the episode. But for now, here's Joe touching a sharp. How are you, Joe? Perfect, <sighs> frazzled. I know. It's, uh, well, it's Friday as well. That's Thank goodness funny. it's Friday. This is a good thing. But it's not really a Friday for me because we've got a photo shoot tomorrow. So we've got the kids' collection photo shoot at our house tomorrow in the garden. Which does actually make it a lot easier, to be honest. But it's still a really full-on day. So Friday has a slight... It's not quite got this proper Friday feeling today. But this is part of having your own business, right? It never exactly. ends. I know. Yeah. And we shouldn't grumble because actually it's all good. <laughs> you can be <laughs> honest today, Joe. Yeah. Um, well, so I was thinking back to when we first met because it was at a mother's meeting. There were loads going on at that point in like... I went to my first one I just started my business in 2014 so in those few years where there were lots of people who were starting their own thing or wanted to start their own thing run by Jenny in London and we met at one of those but I remember meeting with you before one for a cup of coffee and you were telling me about you were going to start this business and you were about to have brain surgery should we start with that (laughs) because that was I was thinking god you were very calm or you seemed very calm yeah, not so calm inside. Because originally, I was before I got ill, I was starting a skincare line. So I might have told yeah. you about a skincare line that I was going to be well, doing. Well, you, you were saying, I think I'm thinking of, I was going to do that, but I'm thinking of this other thing. And it was to do with the sleep buddies, which... Yes. So that, that idea didn't come to me until I'd had the surgery, you see. It was in hospital. I came up with that idea. So I remember meeting you yeah and it was and we had that there was that Christmas event where I met loads of people I remember sitting with lovely Zoe dressed like a mum as well and chatting to everyone and having a really lovely time just knowing that I was going to have brain surgery literally like two weeks after and it was really surreal and it was that feeling of just going to enjoy everything I'm just going to kind of and I remember telling people then being like what well yeah are you joking I mean being like no but you know I just think it's nice to come out and try and keep normal and I was looking a bit like uh <laughs> where do we go with this information? well yeah I was listening back to some other podcasts that you've done because I was trying to remember what happened so Scamp and Dude is going amazingly well you started in 2016 it started as kids clothing but now 80% of it is women's wear like 95% yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically a women's wear brand now with the kids collection. If you'd show me what it was going to be now when I launched, I would have, would not believe you. I'd be like, oh, don't be so silly. You probably wouldn't have done it because you'd have thought, well, how will I even get to that? Yeah, like, that you... is terrifying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's everywhere. So I will text Joe every now and then when I'm on holiday on the beach in Dorset or something and go, I've just seen three of your jumpers. And I do. And sometimes I'll go and talk to people. If I see someone and they're wearing Scamp and Dude, it'll be like, or I've got Scamp and Dude on and I'll be giving them a little nod. Like, Yeah, it's like this kind of unwritten rule that if you see someone in Scamp and Dude, you can chat to them. And people are all making friends because they see each other in Scamp and Dude, give each other a little nod or shout, Duda, at each other. And they're building friendships, which is, I think, is absolutely amazing. It's pretty special. because I think they know that if you're wearing Scamp and Dude, you're a nice person. It's quite sweet. But yes, I still get very excited spotting it, especially abroad. Like we took the boys to Japan over Easter, an amazing trip. And we even spotted someone in Japan wearing it. There was a lady in 
one of our sweatshirts and the little girl had a sweatshirt and joggers on and we'd climbed up to the top of this hill where there's a like a monkey park and Rob just suddenly went oh my god it's Scamper Dude and he went I like your Scamper Dude <laughs> and she looked around and she was like oh thank you and then afterwards she came and found us and went I just realised who you are I was going <laughs> to say your clothes. did you at that point say this is uh, mine because do you know I I usually hide because I feel embarrassed. Rob's a bit more kind of like, oh, scamper dude. Whereas I get a bit embarrassed thinking maybe people don't want you to come up to them in the middle of... Like a lady sat next to me on the train coming back from London this week and I was there obviously in my scamper dude dress with a scamper dude sunglasses and my scamper dude bag and she sat down and she was in a different dress, scamper dude dress. She had the, our rucksack and she also had the sunglasses. And I looked and I thought, oh my God. And then I thought, oh, this is a bit awkward. And I looked looked over and gave her a smile and she wasn't looking. So I kept trying to give her a smile, thinking, I don't want you to think I'm rude by not smiling at you. But then I don't think you've even realised you sat next to someone else wearing Scamper Dude. And then eventually I think she saw that I was also wearing Scamper Dude. So I looked over again and she went, oh, nice outfit or something. So I said, oh, at least we're not exact twinning. And then we were laughing that we got the sunglasses. And I don't think she realised that it was my brand. I think she just thought I was a another dude and we'd had a lovely chat and I said nice to meet you and off I toddled and thought how nice that's very cool <laughs> yeah. that's got to be up there with like highlights of just <laughs> seeing it in the wild it's pretty nice but just going back before you started Scamp and Dude because a massive part of your success and your drive with Scamp and Dude has got to have come from your understanding of PR marketing connecting with customers like that's huge for you so you started in PR and I was listening to something where you said that your dad actually said to you like when you were quite young you should work in PR because it it obviously is a natural thing that you that you do yeah well I mean I had no idea what I wanted to do the only thing I could think that I'd like to do would be presenting smash hits poll winners party aim big and, and the funny thing was, I was actually terrified of public speaking. So I don't know how I thought I was going to do that. But that was all that I thought that I would like to do. So my dad had said, I think you'd be very good at PR. And I didn't know what on earth it was. But he'd said, I think you should do that. So when I was looking at a, for a uni course, I went from a PR course and actually started it, absolutely hated it because it was really boring. It was all like airline crisis PR and oil leak type PR. And I just thought, God, this is so mind-numbingly boring. And someone... I was in halls of residence with was doing a course that was fashion promotion and this looked amazing because it's basically PR marketing a little bit of fashion design but mostly fashion marketing and it was so creative like putting campaigns and I went I want to do this so I went and spoke to the tutor and asked if I could move courses I always think back to her Ruth her name was and I always think look back and go that was a big turning point for me because if she'd said no who knows what would have happened then but luckily Ruth thank you Ruth said yes so I moved courses and had to do a whole another year because I I made this decision quite late you're meant to have an art foundation course to get on that and I didn't she sent me a project to show that I could draw and that I could and um she let me on so kind of end of very end of 90s I started working I would say and I worked at an agency called Purple PR which they worked you like absolute dogs, but it was the best, best experience because it was an up and coming fashion and events PR company and they did a bit of music. And basically all the best events that happened in London at that time were arranged by Purple. We'd all have to work at them. So you'd be working all day and then we'd be working all night too. But I love meeting people. I've always been very social, love meeting people. So I thank the having to work at these events for me, building up my contacts. Like my network's always been 
one of the things that I felt very lucky to have because like I said I love meeting people I'm not afraid to go up to people and chat I never get that fear of even with celebrities I'd go yeah. to them and chat to them at events and then be I like, think that's the massive part of being good at marketing whether and putting PR under that umbrella and everything else is connecting people isn't it or so you connect with someone and you kind of go oh I could help you with this and knowing that at some point that'll probably come back yes exactly and so purple was I mean there was events where uh, we had Pharrell playing on the stage and because I'd made a contact with someone at a record company I was able to say to her oh just Justin Timberlake when I come I see he's in town and she was like oh actually he'd, he'll get up and perform with them if if you want and I was able to go to my bosses and go do you want Justin Timberlake to perform with Pharrell at this party and they were like uh yes and likewise I was able to go to a music friend who looked after Britney Spears could I get a quote from Britney on this Ruby and Millie makeup that I'm promoting? Because I sent it to her she, and she said she'd really liked it. Oh, yeah, I can sort that for you. And again, my bosses were like, how did you get that? And it's like, oh, I asked. So what's that? Like an inner confidence? I've met you lots of times. You're not arrogant with it. It's very natural. Yeah, I think it's a definitely a confidence, but an also a why not? Like, give it a go. I think I've always also thought what can I do for you? I'm not like just a taker. I'll always go, how can I help you? And with her, I was always helping her out when she had events. I'd always send her products for her events or try and look at, always see how I can help. It's just a relationship, isn't it? It's just always, yeah, relationships with lots of people and always just kind of thinking how you can help them as well. I think that's the key. And then you ended up with your own PR company. I went from Purple having a a very mad ride, but having built an amazing amazing network to Estee Lauder so I went in-house I went there to be head of press of Estee Lauder and then got offered to be head of press for Estee Lauder and to launch Tom Ford Beauty which was an amazing experience because Tom Ford he's one of my heroes and his attention to detail is absolutely second to none so I think my I always think of I was only at Estee Lauder two and a half years I felt quite stifled there and even though I loved it an amazing company I felt like a little bird that got its wings clipped a bit. You're given the marketing calendar. It all comes from America. And my boss had actually allowed me to put another line in the marketing calendar that was loads of other things because I was just like, I can't just look at that and go, that's all I'm doing for the next year is launching that perfume by doing a press event, launching this by doing that. I needed something else, which is how I got involved with the Brit Awards. So my brief was to funk up Estee Lauder. So I'd contacted the Brit Awards and said, can I bring Estee Lauder backstage at the Brit Awards and have an Estee Lauder room and we can pamper the artists and it'll amuse the artists while they're kind of hanging backstage and they said yes so did that for a couple of years with Estee Lauder as well as doing collaborations with like Gina shoes so we created an Estee shoe and we created a Gina lipstick which was cool and we did fashion rocks and all these fun exciting things to keep keep me occupied basically but but again they sound like things we go we could do this and someone somewhere goes okay but you had the guts to make the suggestions which yeah and actually go make it make it happen because yeah give them a call they might fancy doing it like yeah yeah try you gotta Mm -hmm. you gotta try then I started the Brit Spa as well so because of that when I set up my own PR agency I also set up the Brits Spa, which is a spa backstage at the Brit Awards, where which I actually ended up running for like 16 years, as well as my PR business and as well as Scamp and Dude, kind of as a bit of a passion project on the side, which is I sell spaces backstage, dressing rooms, basically, and amongst the artist dressing rooms to different beauty brands and put on a whole selection of 
spa treatments for them while they were waiting. It was very cool. Like we went to see Harry Styles this week and I was saying, oh God, I remember meeting him backstage at the Brits and he wanted a massage, but he wanted it in his own room. So he carried, it's Declio was the brand that was doing the massages. And he said, oh, I'd love a massage, but can I have it in my dressing room? So it's a bit more private. And I was like, absolutely, of course you can. He carried the, the bed, the treatment bed himself through. And I was like, oh, I like this boy. He's yeah, a good yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. But, so things like that, again, it's like the network that was built up from that. But also it's having the balls to kind of ask, contact the Brits and say, can I do this? Why not? Mm. You don't know when people yeah, are going to say no one, yes. No one had done that. Yeah, I think, well, I think that's a really strong message of lots of things that you've done, lots of amazing collaborations where it's like, well, you've asked mm. and they might say no. But yeah. if they do, then you move on and you ask the next one. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Not having the fear, just kind of go for it. You never know who's going to say yes. And I like excitement. I like to have fun and exciting things to happen. And I love it for the team as well. So it's great for everybody. It's exciting. So coming on to, I guess, the big a big turning point for you was that you started to feel, was it a twinge in your face? So what happened next was, so I had my PR company, I ran that for eight years. In that time, I had Sonny, um, who's my eldest, and I had Jude. And just after I'd had Jude, I was put in a situation where I had to make a decision whether I either went straight back to work to run my PR company when he was like six weeks old and he'd just come out of hospital. He had um, rhesus disease, so he was having blood transfusions. And you know what you like when you just had a baby anyway, not in an amazing place, headspace. And when your baby's been in intensive care and having blood transfusions, you're in an even worse place. And then I find out that I have to either go back to work straight away or I sell my shares and walk away. And the hard thing was I wasn't ready to make that decision. It was my company. I'd set it up from scratch, opened a blank laptop. I got backers who were a big PR company who had backed me to do it, but they did the kind of back of house stuff as in payroll and legal and but it was me doing everything. Whenever anyone asked me about doing something after having a baby, I'm always like, well, go back to work first, have a moment to breathe and remember who you are. Because when you've just had a baby, you're all at sea. So having to make a massive life decision is not ideal. No, no it wasn't ideal at all. And I felt like I was almost choosing between my babies as well, because I had my PR agency was a baby. I'd literally worked my backside off to create this and it was a great agency. So I was kind of like, I don't, I'm not ready to walk away really, but I cannot leave my baby. Like there's no way I can go back to work now and leave this tiny baby. So it was kind of like, a, okay, well, I don't really have a choice here, decision to make, but it was still incredibly hard. And then exiting yourself from your own company is so complicated because if you resign, you be, you're, you're classed as a bad lever. You don't get as much for your share your, that your shares are actually worth. So it was a horrible experience really kind of hate confrontation and it was just you know talking to accountants talking trying to get your shares value talking to lawyers back and forth back and forth and it was so unbelievably stressful and all that time I didn't know if I was making the right decision either and then also thinking what am I going to do next so it was horribly stressful I was so stressed and I also had a newborn and a three-year-old so that's when I got this spasm in my face. I just got back to my mum and dad's and they were going, God, like, what is going on? And look, what is going on with your face? And I said, oh, it's just a twitch. I've got, a, I don't know, I've got a spasm. And they sent me to their doctor, just their local doctor. They went, you've got to go to a doctor now. You can't wait till you get back to London. Went to see the doctor and he said, you are so stressed. You are going to make yourself so ill. You've got to just stop whatever's going on now. 
so I went back and finished everything just agreed everything as it was fine that's fine I'll just take whatever for my shares just let me get out of this I just had to close this up and I need to walk away so did that and then thought right let's just focus on my next business which was going to be a skincare business with a big um, skincare blogger that we started working on and I was really excited about but then suddenly one day just had this excruciating headache like someone was literally sticking a skewer in the back of my eye and I knew it was bad because I wasn't working and I was obsessed with I'm a bit of a workaholic and I couldn't even open my laptop so I thought okay this is really this is not good and I went to the doctor and they sent me straight to hospital they thought it was meningitis so they sent me straight off hospital also thought it was meningitis started treating me for it with whatever they put in a drip put me in a room my own had all sorts of scans and then they came into me at one o'clock in the morning and said, we found a lump on your brain. Uh, you've had a brain hemorrhage. And have you got any history of cancer in your family? At the first, I thought I was actually dreaming it. And, and then you realise you're not. And she's checking for lumps everywhere and checking my limp. And then she walked out. And at one o'clock in the morning, I was just left in this dark room. At this point, Judy just turned one. Mm. And Sunny was three. Okay. And... I didn't call Rob because I thought he will freak out and want to come to the hospital. And he's not there. He and can't the do kids, anything. he's mm. looking after the kids. Mm. And I was just thinking, I don't want the kids to be have a neighbour come round or something like that that will freak them out. Uh, no, I'll just I'll just tell him in the morning when he comes after he's dropped them off at nursery. So I messaged my sister instead and told her, I wish I feel a bit guilty about because then she was up all night freaking out. And that was a massively life changing moment because you're there going my life's just changed forever what I don't know what's going to happen now I cannot leave my kids without a mum that was I kept thing I kept thinking was oh my god I cannot leave my boys I cannot leave my boys it was flipping horrible oh god that's so it's so big as well so it did have a massive impact on you and then you then had to wait for surgery which I know you postponed to after Christmas because you wanted to make sure you had a potentially final Christmas which yeah is- there was also other things where I, I mean, like going to that um, mother's meeting event where I met you, it was, I was thinking, this might be it. I've got a few months here where you, with brain surgery, you don't know if you're going to come out, but you also don't know if you're going to come out the same because some people really change after it too. So there was that worry. And also I've been told I could have seizures. And so they said, if you're out and about with your kids, just be careful. Because obviously if I suddenly had a seizure, I'm with my one-year-old. So I used to, if I was with them, I used to wrap their hands around I'd scarf that wrapped her hands together so that if I had a seizure and collapsed they were stuck with me and someone would know that was my child all these paranoias going in your head I had to leave the door open if I had a bath in case I I didn't have a seizure thank goodness but you're just given these warnings when you I imagine I mean I like Doug my husband was diagnosed with cancer and so I don't know personally how it feels but having being told something's happening in your body, but then having to carry on your day to day because you can't have the surgery yet, or it's going to be at, like it's it's in the plan, but it's not yet, must be a very weird, almost out of body experience where you're yeah, looking around at everyone going, "You're all mm. carrying on," exactly. and I've got this thing, and yeah, and and you feel so different because you you know this things inside you, and I think when I first saw the scan and saw the lump, and I actually almost passed out like I had to sit down and my, my everything was spinning and I was just like because you look at that's your brain and you can see this lump on it and you're like 
you horrible, horrible thing. And when the mort had loads of scans then before the surgery and I could see at one point it had this like tail thing on it. And I was like, oh my God, what the hell is it? This is disgusting. And you're just like, I just need this to get out of me. This is mm. just mm. horrible. But, and then just, I wanted to ask you some stuff about, well, I want to get into Scamp and Dude, but I think the important bit on, on this, obviously it had this massive impact on you where a lot of it was to do with when you're in the hospital and you missed the kids and you're worried about the kids, but you didn't want them to see you like that. And you had, the, I remember you sending me pictures and you had the staples like and shaved head. And like, I think, and you do have the most ridiculous thick blonde hair. <laughs> so you have this mane of hair and then you had to have a load of it removed. I remember thinking that's in itself is, I know that's not like life or death, but it's still a big thing when you're a young woman. And you came up with the idea for the Sleep Buddies, which was this cuddly toy, which you could slide a picture in of a loved one that was meant to be there for when someone was on their own in hospital or their parent wasn't there. Yeah. So that came when I was in hospital. I kept thinking about, so before, I, before I'd gone in for the surgery, that's when I kind of had my kind of life changing moment, I suppose, where you're just looking back over your life and thinking, oh, I feel like I haven't done enough good like what difference have I made and it's like a what's your legacy type thing and not I don't mean that in an egotistical way it's just a what what difference have I made like what what good have I done who have I helped what and my lovely dad had said you gave 50 people jobs with your PR agency that's 50 like and I was like it's not enough it's not, it's not enough I, I should have done didn't know until that point so I thought to myself right if I do make it through the surgery ne- the next thing I do will be helping someone and I thought I can't do the skincare line I've got to do something that means more that's really helping and making a difference and then when I came out of the surgery I kept worrying about people who I had such an amazing support network so my mum and dad came down and moved in with um, my husband and looked after Jude and Sonny went to stay with my sister so the kids were with their favourite people they were happy they were supported and I kept thinking, what happens if people don't have that support network? Like, what about single mothers who maybe aren't close to their family or maybe don't have their don't have family? What happens to those kids? And my mum was like, don't worry, they'd go into care and they'd be looked after. And that literally broke my heart. Because it was like, that mother is going to feel horrendous in hospital. I knew I was worrying about my boys and they were with the people they absolutely loved. So I started really worrying about that and thinking, what could I do to make the kids feel more secure because if you make the kids feel more secure the woman or the man is going to feel the parents going to feel more secure as well they're going to be happier because I was worrying thinking what do I wish I could have done to make this easier for them and then I thought the ultimate thing I wish I could have given them a cuddly little superhero and said this superhero is going to watch over you going to keep you safe and then I thought if I could have put if I could put a pocket on the back and put my photo I could have said mummy's still with you I'm still there and they could have snuggled on and have a photo of me in the back. And I thought, I think that would have comforted them. So I thought, I'm going to make them. I'm going to make these. And I'm going to donate one for everyone sold to a child who does lose a parent, because that's what I was worried about, or a child who's seriously ill, because actually they spend a lot of time in hospital. They could have a sibling in the back or their parent. And so it became a get well goal for me to try and work out how to make them, because obviously I'd never made toys before and it started off as like a cushion like a shaped cushion and it had a dinosaur and a rabbit shaped cushion and 
that was the very start of Scamp and Do. So that was the idea in hospital in the January of me going, I'm going to do this. This is going to be my little, my way of giving back and doing good and helping those kids who are in that situation and the parents. Um, so yeah, that was the start. And I registered the name Scamp and Dude in the March. So I'd had the time to think about what I was going to call it. That was a little nod to my boys, Sonny being the scamp and Jude being the dude. And then decided I wanted a clothing line to go with it because, I mean, my fashion background in university, obviously I gave, it was a bit of a calling. <laughs> and I got a bit excited about designing clothes and I thought of the I wanted to do a superpower infused leopard print so that's where our leopard print came from and that's the really distinctive that's the design yeah is, yeah that's the one that you spot when you're out and about and go that's scamp and dude yeah that's scamp and dude. <laughs> yeah and as I say it started off as a kid's brand because it was all about filling kids with courage and strength when they needed it this was this is not just when something terrible is happening in their life this is every day like going to nursery going to school the idea was our slogan for the kids is a superhero has my back and it was just a way of telling them you know that awful feeling at drop off at nursery or school and you're like oh they're crying and it was that feeling of giving them a something to wear that you go this jumper is full of superpowers and look you've got this superpower button here that you can press for superpowers whenever you need it and I also used to say parents if they're wearing their scamp and do jumper as well you can say, press your superpower button and I'll feel it and I'll press you, press it back and send you a hug back and all these little little tricks to try and make it a little bit easier. So it was, it was all about making fids, kids feel better when and they're great clothes. you. I've got a niece, but Doug is her godfather and he always gets her birth and Christmas scamp and do because she loves it. And so she's got a good collection but it's it's cool clothing. But And then obviously the design moved on and you've made the jumpers for adults, but then that became bigger than well, the kids stuff. Yeah, I launched the two adult sweatshirts um, initially in when we launched and there was some bags, like my swag bags and some totes. And those adult sweatshirts, I literally could not keep. They just sold out straight away and I was like, oh God, okay, order more, order more. And then I was ordering such big quantities thinking and Liberty because we launched into Liberty at the same time as launching on our site they were going we need more of those sweatshirts we need more of those sweatshirts it went absolutely bonkers so then I started doing more colors of the sweatshirts and their and adult sweatshirts and started doing t-shirts and and then I was like I need to do dresses because I was getting nominated for awards and had to go up and collect awards but not in my own clothes because I couldn't rock up to collect an award in a tracksuit <laughs> So um started doing dresses and then I think as over the years as my team's grown as well, so has the expertise in design and also in supply base, so factories. And so we've been able to do more and more things. So now there's so many different dress shapes and jumpsuits and we've got a Dennis sustainable denim collection. This business episode is sponsored by HR Star, a HR consultancy who can offer businesses support and their aim is actually to reinvent the poor reputation of HR. They say that HR are not just the department brought into hire or fire and they want to help you with people who are your number one priority because without the people, you don't have a business. At Don't Buy Her Flowers, we started working with HR Start a couple of years ago when the business had grown to the point that we needed to be really clear on workplace policies and how we look after the team, but we weren't of the size where we would have a permanent HR person in-house. I think when you're growing a business and there's so much going on, it's just really helpful to have experts to run things by so we know we're doing the right thing 
um, help with the admin of contracts and that kind of thing, and creating a business where you're proud to employ people, working with HR experts who actually know what they're doing. So if you visit hr-star.co.uk for more information, and if you contact them and quote DBHF, they'll give you 10% off their people strategy session. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Because it's fashion, it requires newness, right? But I know there'll be a balance from a kind of sustainability point of view. But do you feel that pressure to keep coming out with new designs, new ideas? Because it, it it's just expected, I guess, in fashion. And also a lot of your customers are probably repeat customers who then will buy the dress and the sunglasses and the whatever. I don't think it's pressure because it's just how it goes. And you kind of naturally want to, because I always design what I want to be wearing. So like now it's summer, I'm naturally going, oh, I really wish I had a X, Y, or Z. I'm going to do that for next spring. And we get we get started on working on that. So each season, I know exactly what is not in our collection that I would like to be wearing and add it in. So it's, yeah, I don't think it's it's pressure, but there is, you do always have, obviously have to have um, newness the whole time. But yeah, we're going through the B Corp process at the moment, because I think, it's one of those things I think it's quite interesting where we've been a bit afraid to talk too much about sustainability because everyone says all about greenwashing and blah, blah, blah. and we were a bit like oh we know we're doing really good things but let's not talk about it because I don't want to be one of those people that gets told they're greenwashing and we were told we were actually there's a different saying um, I think it might be green hushing or something like that where where actually you're hushed and you don't talk about it because you're scared and actually going through the B Corp process, we've realised how 
we're doing so much more than most people when it comes to sustainability and we should be shouting about it and we should be proud but because um, the answer isn't necessarily to stop producing anything but finding better ways to do it yeah exactly using the more sustainable materials and dyes and like with our denim we use so much less water and if there's all sorts of things you can be doing that it should just be a given that everyone's doing to be honest you should all be saying what's the most sustainable way I can make this and then doing it that way but and also trying to make things that people will pass on and keep Mm. wearing and the qualities stay well yeah Yeah, my we've I've got there's 17 grandchildren in my family on my my side so all the scavenger gets passed around and it comes back around to, to frank at the end when we, we, we everyone's morning but and how did you fund the business because my understanding is you haven't got any investors what was the initial funding the initial was because i sold my shares in my pr company i invested basically every penny i owned into scamp and dude like literally everything and i had never then took it back out in a lump sum because I then just tried to never take anything out because I was so wanted the business to do well and then slowly took it back as a bit of a salary to live off so then I never actually had that lump sum again it was worth it to kind of just go no I'm going all in with this I'm putting everything I own into making this work a thought through choice that you don't want investors involved I think yes I own 100% of the shares and because of being burnt a bit with um, my previous business I'm just going to keep it that way I want to own 100% because I think if you've been through something where you've been a little burnt you're more careful the next time I think for me it would more be if it got to a stage where I wanted to launch internationally and didn't feel I had the capability expertise within the team to do that and somebody came to me and said we can do that for you and they've got proven track record that they'd launched overseas and then I'd have to give up equity for them to do that, then I would possibly consider it. But it, it really would take a lot for me to do it because once bitten, twice shy. Yeah, but and also I think there's a real funny thing with businesses and raising money and investment where it almost feels like people who haven't done it are kind of slightly looked down upon from the people who are having the conversations with the VCs and it's all about really fast growth what's your exit strategy how long you know how are you going to get it to this point and what's your goal and whereas I'm sure you have loads of goals but you've basically just spent your energy on grafting and getting bigger rather than going on this by this point I'm going to be at this point and this is what I'm going to do and then I'm going to sell it here I don't know if you feel that but I feel like there's those two kind of camps and having never raised money and it's, it's what we're looking at at the moment. So then you just go into this world where you feel completely unknown. But actually, we've we've done what you did, which is, well, we just kept putting the money back in and we kept reinvesting and we worked really hard. And that was my focus rather than getting other people's money in. Oh, I, I think you're right. If, if you do want to scale really quickly and exit, then, yeah, that probably is the way to do it and get people. But that's that's not where I'm at and also I'm very happy with how things are like I love the fact that I've got a really nice team really nice kind of freedom as well and I think that would change if we brought people in I love the culture in the team and I love how it all is and I don't really want anything to change so I think for as long as I can I'll just keep it as it is but if it gets to a stage where yeah I do need the expertise and support with scaling we're kind of scaling at a rate where I don't really want to scale any quicker because we grew 65% last year 
and we're tracking to do the same issue. Like I don't want it to go faster than that. Yeah, I was going to say the risk is that the quality dips or the service dips because that's really hard to maintain. Or you start putting stuff out that's not, you then won't feel quite as good about at the end of it, right? Like a product or an item that you're like, "Mm, it's not finished in the way I would have wanted it or something. Mm, I think I'm just about coping with the scaling how it is at the moment without getting any faster. I don't know, this is fine, thanks. How many people have you got? 40? So we've got 43, which includes the team in um, the Marlowe shop, and maybe it's a little bit more than that now. And then we've got two more stores opening this summer. I went to the Marlowe store, obviously, and came and saw you, and it's so beautiful. Do you ever walk in it and go, ah? Yeah, I do do always get a funny feeling in my tummy when I go in. But my husband was, um, he's closed his business and come in to Scamp and Jude as a director and his job was opening that store to start with and now d- opening the other stores so yeah he, he gets lots of credit for that as well. <laughs> How is it working together with your husband? It's actually been great so that was a trial opening the Marlowe store was a trial so he hadn't closed his business yet. <laughs> Does he, did I he said, know he was on trial? Yes, <laughs> yes I did I was very honest and I said like we've got to protect our relationships, the most important thing. Mm. Let's give it a go. It's a very different thing working with your partner. Yeah, but obviously we've worked in, because I only opened the office in October last year. So until then, we were both working from home. So we were spending all our time together. So we knew it could possibly work. And even through all of lockdown nightmares, we still worked very well together. So I thought this could possibly work. So the trial was opening the Marlowe store and he, it actually worked really, really well. I think there was, there's just a few little moments where he really wanted a certain type of design or something to go in the store and I didn't like it. And it was that really awkward kind of. So, Pulling rank. Um, did, you, did you do it like, well, <laughs> essentially it's a hundred percent my business. So <laughs> but that, but that, that it's actually is clearly half his business too because we're married so and then I had this um, guy who I was talking to for a while about potentially being a coach I said to him about Rob coming in and he said the only way it can work is if he understands that your decision is final you're the one that's created the business and got it to where it is now so it has to be your decision and if you don't like something you he has to take it if you say no and I think that quite helped having a kind of expert say that so it wasn't just me going you have to listen to what I say yeah exactly (laughs) So Doug has a job. He's not in the business, but he works in finance. So he is essentially in the business. And we're always talking, especially the last few months, because it's been really challenging. And then we're raising money and all that stuff. So he's involved. But when we were right at the beginning, we were talking with other people because I think I was just really nervous to do it on my own. We were chatting to one of his friends and we were talking through the day. And Doug and I started rowing. And and at the end of it, he was like, um, "Okay, so I think this could end your marriage." <laughs> oh God! <laughs> because we we but it took it took a few years for us to find a pattern and how to whose role was what and and actually he interestingly he was talking to a coach who said to him because he's looking at it from a very practical financial point of view and the coach said, "Don't stifle Steph's creativity if she's thinking about ideas she's talking about a partnership and it might sound ridiculous." let her work it through before you shut it down like don't shut it down because you you won't the business won't be the business if everything is very very careful and you've only thought about how it works financially and that again having someone say that to him was like changed everything because otherwise it was me saying but you're shutting me down so that's yeah, really sometimes helps when someone else says it doesn't it you need a mediator think, basically yeah but I mean we would not be opening any more stores if it wasn't for Rob coming and doing this because I have zero capacity 
to do that. And he's so good at all of that. So it's brilliant. And the B Corp stuff, he's been running the B Corp side of things, trying to get um, that through, which again, I didn't have the capacity to do. It had been on my list to go for B Corp for years. And then it just never happened because I didn't have the capacity. So it's, uh, and it's also made a big difference having someone in the business who I know cares exactly the same amount as me and can be another senior person for people to check in with as well like it's, it's made a big difference for me for my kind of stress levels I think because I think he's responsible as well for making sure everything's okay it's not just me it's really made a difference I think it's been great it's interesting isn't it doing it that way so you started it on your own and then you kind of feel like you've got a partner in it it's probably similar to with my brother and Doug I agree with you that having someone who cares as much as you even though everyone else is don't work with family and friends it's like but if it's the right person it could be a massive benefit did you have loads of people saying what are you doing opening a shop surprisingly not I I did have one journalist did um pretty much say that and I think so we had our little shop in Highgate in North London before the pandemic and then during the pandemic my lease was up and so I just closed it we'd moved out of London as well so I was like let's just get rid of the Highgate shop and I wasn't going to open another shop I did just think it's doing really well online let's just keep focusing on that and then when you come out the other side of the pandemic and you've been shutting your house for a a year however long it was suddenly I felt there was a real need to bring people back together and for me personally I wanted to get in shops and touch product and see it and again it was Rob who had said we need to open a shop in Marlow we need everyone to be able to get together and to be able to do things and like planted a seed and I thought I don't know what you're right you're so right like we have this um a Facebook group called Scamp and Duders and they're the kind of hardcore Scamp and Do fans and they're always sharing pictures of them styling the outfits and they're all meet up in the Marlowe store so they come from all around the country they don't know each other but they chat on this group and they're meeting up from all around the country so we've opened this room called the Bolt for the People who want to come on, could we have people come to the store and want to try on like 15 things? And there's a queue for the change rooms. People just want to try one thing on going, are you joking? And so um, we opened the bolt so they can hire it and they get Prosecco and they've got this their own space. It's got two changing rooms and an area for them to chill out in where they can just spend as long as they want. They can try on a hundred things if they want. And they come from all around. We had like 15 of them all met up from all around the country and they stayed overnight in Marlow and got together and it's building these lovely friendships and these relationships, which is amazing, but it's shown that there is a need for it. They want to come and kind of experience the world of Scampi. It, but it's, it's that experiential piece. Yeah. Which is what I think in retail, lots of people talk about that it's that you can shop online and it's really convenient and everything, but the experiential bit is the exactly. bit lots of the bigger stores are lacking and they're, some of yeah. them are doing it more, but obviously that's what you've managed to, bring in making it a bit special making it an experience that they come in and they're just all sharing pictures going I'm here I'm at the store and and we do we held events too so like I interviewed Sophie Ellis Bexter in the store in an event which our community loved we've got one coming up with Louise Boyce Mama's still got it we're going to be interviewing her in the shop for her new book launch and just keeping it exciting and fun doing things that people actually want to come and see and experience and putting smiles on people's faces what would you say is the toughest part of your job? Before Rob came on, I'd say it was it was that feeling of pressure of thinking, okay, I've got 43 mouths that I'm feeding and not wanting, like, 
I hate it whenever I'm reading in the news that say when Jules was struggling and Kath Kidston and all these brands, lots of small brands as well that have been going and I hate, I hate it. And I always then get the fear of reading what happened, what went wrong, what did they, because it's that fear of what if I mess this up? What if I do something wrong? And that, that's another reason I love the fact that Rob's come in. Does he reassure you? Is he kind of um, steady? He, yes, he is. He sometimes is less calm than me, but yeah. but generally he's very, yeah, he's really, he's really calm, which is helpful. But also I do have a brilliant team now as well. And I'm further investing in the team, like some senior hires. So I've got like a senior management team who all really care as well and work really, really hard. Generally, it's all good. The team are amazing. And having the office has been a really good plus as well because we're all together now. Um, Most people do two or three days a week in the office. Some people do five days a week. If it's all up to them what they want to do, I'm in there every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And I love being there. It's it's being able to work with like the designers and the work with all the different teams. It's just so nice to be actually it's so much easier to actually all be together doing stuff I don't have to do it all you still remember it's still I mean I know it's a while since you started but it's you can still remember that feeling of so well god it's all on me yeah and then there's a team but I think because you've done every bit every bit of the business you've done everyone's jobs all they're doing you know you've done it so in a way you've got a good understanding in another way it's like when we're doing um buying appointments and all of it like I'm trying I'm doing a fit session or something and I know I know that if they feedback immediately on what I've said it will make mean that that product arrives two weeks earlier than if they forget to feedback and don't feedback for a few days so I'm always like have you fed that back have you sent that email and I'm a bit like and I'm all and also the way I work I'm very very fast at the way I like to work I'm just like boom 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 let's get that done da 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 so last week I found out some products had arrived and the plan was not to launch it for a week and a half. And I was like, why? Why aren't you just launching it now? It's here. Yeah, which is hard. <laughs> Sometimes you have to hold yourself back. The team, I was at the warehouse yesterday and one of them was saying, they're like, oh, we know when you're on one because you'll send an email and then you'll send another email. And it's like a chain of thought. And instead of sending it all in one ear, it was almost like, oh, and then I've thought of another thing and I've thought nothing. I don't do it all the time, but they're like, you know when you're in that zone and you're just like. But I was just going to ask, about juggling business and family and this phase that you're in where there's a lot going on and we talked when I saw you about the kids and the different phases they're in and going to secondary school and all that stuff but how do you know when you've pushed it too far because ultimately without you even saying I would know that you are going to be stretched and you have that like we all do where that point where you're like oh shit it's too much and then you have to kind of pull yourself back but how do you know that and also I suppose what remaining impact does your illness have on that I don't think anyone would say they they are doing it well and have have it down and I think nailed it in in any shape or form because it is really really hard and I think what I try and do is make sure I'm there for so the kids have um, a club most nights like some amazing clubs at my kids school like entrepreneur club fencing filmmaking wow. club I know nice. it's really cool Frank started Italian recently oh <laughs> fabulous he's, he's five he's got no idea that's what he's so doing. cute <laughs> um so I try and make sure that I'm there to be able to be there when they get home at that point make their dinner and then follow up and, and catch up on emails after that and then I make sure I'm there back to be able to do something before they go to bed like they're into cards which is like 
brilliant now. I used to have to take so much tat out with me, like rubbish comics and books and all these other things of um, heavy things to lug around to keep them occupied when we were out and about. Now we just take one pack of cards. So yeah, sometimes I'll say, oh, let's, let's just have a game of cards before bed. And then we all do, we always do this thing where we play Wordle, Global, Hurdle, you know all those games before you go to bed. And Global has been game changing for my boys' geography. Look up Global and it, you've got to guess the country. Jude did not know that many countries before we started playing Global. He now is like some kind of eight-year-old geography genius. Oh, and that must make you feel incredibly smug. Like we're playing a game, I'm spending time with them and I'm educated. I know, exactly. You I'm know like, it. oh, he knows that tiny African co- country that I didn't yeah. even know before we started playing yeah, Global. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're going to showing be, up yeah. a lot of <laughs> geography. Oh, well, we'll play Global because mine is a lot okay. better since I've been playing Global. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and... I think I think that's what it's about. I think my biggest the biggest thing for me the moment it really changed was when I was trying to I'd have them in a bath and I'd be there answering emails on my on my phone. So I was ignoring them because I was answering emails and then they were getting naggy that I was answering emails. I'd be maybe a bit more not great on my emails because I was trying to do that and you get that feeling of oh my goodness I'm going to explode. But in those days I didn't have a team. I I, I had to just get that done and I got to the realization that actually no it's better just to put your phone down not even have your phone in there when you're doing bath time or those certain moments so the kids know you're totally focused on them and you and you enjoy it so much more as well because you're like I'm focused so hard that. isn't Lovely. it because they behave so much better like when they're going like mom you're not listening mom you're not listening and, and you're like no I wasn't but and then later on it'll be I'll be lying at awake at three in the morning going oh that I was shit today I don't know it's something you have to almost cons- like constantly relearn to go because it creeps in doesn't it and, and you, or you've got something demanding happening there's a big event you've got a big launch and then suddenly you realize oh, shit I've done it again and I'm still working at eight o'clock and the kids haven't gone to bed yet because I haven't finished that bit and it's it's not a good Definitely. feeling but I think it's also your we're learning at every stage they go through as well like Sonny's 11 now he's starting secondary in September and he went for I'd called it a play date which was apparently really embarrassing with two girls and a boy from his class last night and I went to pick them up and had a glass of wine in the garden with them the mum of one of the girls that he'd gone with and we were chatting about about it all and then at the end I'd said after nudging him and going I'm just say thank you for having me <laughs> I said so did you have fun um was your play day good and he just gave me this look and because I said it in front of the girls and then afterwards he went mum can you not ask me how the play date was in front of the and I was like oh god I'm really sorry okay I'm really sorry about that um I'm learning and then another time he said mum can you not call my friends sweet cheeks (laughs) (laughs) and I hadn't even realized I had and I was like oh god I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry and I said to him I'm sorry I'm still learning to be an 11 year old's mum I'm really sorry that is so what we've said as well we've said and and thing is Buster will go you just don't know what you're doing because I'm the oldest and uh, it's like no we don't don't. I've never done this Uh, your guess is as good as mine (laughs) and and also yeah you realize that you're embarrassing I'll say I, I am quite cool, you know, Buster. And he'll just look at me like, <laughs> oh, oh my. First of all, don't say that. Don't yeah. use the word cool. Just shut up. You know, uh, okay. Exactly yeah, the same. And, and Sonny just always calls us cringe. That's his word. He'll yeah. just go, cringe. And you're like, oh, God, <laughs> am I really cringe? This is so bad. Destroying. Yeah. Oh. Well, I think you're doing a great job. At some point, Joe, and I'm sure they probably already know it, but at some point they're going to be like, oh, my God, my mum does this amazing thing. 
and she did it by herself for to get it kick-started it's pretty cool I think what I like is that they realize that anything's possible if you work your backside off and like Sonny going to this entrepreneur club like he comes up with some really great ideas and I really hope that one day he does launch his own business and create something new although he did say to me the other day he went so mum I'm uh, thinking that maybe I'd like to be the CEO of Scamp and Dude once you're retired um can I and I was like whoa you'd have to work very hard and make sure that you knew all the skills to do that and if you could prove to me you could do it then possibly but you'd have to be joint CEO with Jude because how we broach that and he's like yeah. Jude are you all right with that can we be uh... like succession <laughs> yes oh my god yeah huh. hilarious <laughs> Um, thank you so much for talking to me. It's so nice to see you. And it's lovely yeah, to I'm see excited you. for your summer launches and everything else. You're doing amazing. Thank you. Yeah, so, so we've got a, we've got an exciting charity project coming. Well, we've got loads of great people designing some makeup bags and cosmetic bags for us. We're hoping to raise like about 160 grand for these charities, which would be incredible. So yeah, yeah lots of fun stuff happening. Got to keep it fun. <laughs> massive thank you to joe for chatting with me and to hr staff for sponsoring this series and to you for listening i hope everyone is okay and i appreciate you don't need another thing to add to your list but a review or rating for the podcast would be excellent it's always good to hear from people so feel free to message me on instagram uh, if you're feeling overwhelmed and you haven't listened to our previous episode on burnout with psychotherapist siobhan murray she has some tools that like we talk about burnout, but she also has tools that might really help you to feel like you're taking back a bit of control. Um, so do have a listen to that. And thank you so much for listening. Sending everyone lots of love and luck for the next couple of weeks. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.